Welcome to the Kingdom Crossroads Podcast with Pastor Bob Thibodeau. Pastor Bob conducts personal interviews with Christian influencers from around the globe, helping Christian authors, recording artists, CEOs, entrepreneurs, nonprofit leaders, and yes, pastors and ministry leaders to get the word out about what they are doing to impact the world with the gospel. Our podcast has been rated in the top one half percent of all podcasts in the world by ListenNotes.com, so you know your message will be heard. Now, here is your host with today's interview, Pastor Bob Thibodeau. Hello, everyone, everywhere. Pastor Robert Thibodeau here. Welcome to the Kingdom Crossroads podcast today. We're so blessed you are joining us as we're going into part two and a great interview with Dr. Richard Ruling as we've been discussing the wedding parables as told by Jesus. Now, every time Dr. Ruling comes on, I find some way of asking a question about the wedding parables. doesn't matter what the topic is. At least at some point in the interview, I will bring up the wedding parables because his interpretation and understanding of these parables is so imperative to the body of Christ today. And if you missed any of part one of our interview just on the wedding parables, that's all we're talking about is the wedding parables in this interview, you need to go back and get caught up because we've covered some things that I really just don't have the time uh, to go back and cover them all again. Otherwise, it'd just be a replay. But today, we're going to conclude this great interview, and you do not want to miss any of this either. I mean, folks, Grab your Bibles, grab a, grab a, paper, a pad of paper and an ink pen or, and something to write with, and take notes because Dr. Ruling is going into detail on this, and you will be stunned by what you're going to find out. All right, let's jump back into the interview now with Dr. Richard Ruling. I know in Matthew 22, you know, we see the story of, of, of the king setting up the wedding for his son, but None of those who received invitations wanted to come. They just made excuses. And you relate this to what you call the Exodus model. Explain that for us and how it relates to what we're talking about today, the end days. Well, actually, all of the wedding parables uh, fit the model one way or the other. There was a wedding feast uh, in in Exodus uh, 12. When they left Egypt, they ate unleavened bread for seven days. And, you know, recall that Christ said, beware the leaven of the Pharisees, meaning their doctrines or teachings. And I'm seeing that uh, uh, Elijah is supposed to come and restore all things. If our, we can make a covenant to marry the bridegroom, Christ, in a sense of betrothal, a, a prenuptial uh, feast, in my opinion, if we have unleavened bread that's not um, made light or easy, preachers today just say, oh, um, you don't need to worry about this or that. Don't worry about Passover, etc. cetera. Uh, just Jesus is all you need. Okay, well, uh, <laughs> how do we know we have him if we're not doing what he said or read what he says? Okay, yeah, uh, amen. we need to amen. understand. He said, if you love me, keep my commandments. We, we need to get uh, into that more, I think, uh, at, at some point. And so uh, th- that's how I see uh, the wedding feast in Matthew 22 is uh, considering topics that uh, he wants that are interesting him. When God got his bride from Sinai, if you remember, they they worshiped a calf 40 days later. Well, that's that must not happen to Christ. You know, uh, he's already paid a, a huge price. And so we, we need to understand the topics that he would like uh, as a part of a prenuptial uh, covenant that we can make, I think. Yeah, amen, amen. And yeah, it's always interesting when, you know, I, I talk about how would you feel 
if you know your your children that you love so much i mean you do anything for them you die for them if need be and they didn't want to have nothing to do with you except for one hour per week where they come in and you try and talk to them they just yeah yeah i gotta go you know hurry up because i got i got friends i gotta go see you know and that's how we treat god you know, you're fortunate if you're if he's fortunate if his children show up one hour a week, you know, let alone want to have a conversation with him. I mean, it, it's, you know, when you put it like that, it just shows you how far we as a human race and people have have just gone to hell in a handbasket, for lack of a better term. You know, I mean, it, it's just. It saddens me when I think about that, how God must feel when his own kids don't want to have nothing to do with them. I have an idea that I'd just like to suggest, and that is yeah. that in God's, uh, you, you know, it's nice that I can get a Social Security check once a month from the government, but God had a different plan for Social Security. And the idea is that you invest yourself in your children when they're young, and they take care of you when they get older. You know, it was... Yeah. The, the, the uh, firstborn got a double portion, and he had uh, extra resources to take care of his his folks, basically. Yep. And uh, it, it's sobering to little children to see old people in the home, and they can't do this or that. It, it is it's better for them to see what life is really like, you know, and uh, learn to help yep. take care of. And it means a lot to an older person to be able to talk to a little young child and so on and uh, say, uh, you know, this is a better way or something. And so uh, God has a plan, and but if we if we don't invest the time in the young, we 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 may not have their help when we need it too. Basically, oh, yeah, that's evident. And so God's yeah. plan is better as a total perspective. Amen, amen. Well, I always ask you about the wedding parables every time we get together because I I find yeah. your interpretation of these things so interesting and relevant. Let's move over a couple chapters in Matthew to chapter 25. I mean, this is about the parable of the 10 virgins. That's one of my favorites. And, and five took oil, five didn't. And how does this fit into what we're talking about with this Exodus model? And what does this, what does this parable contribute to the overall discussion of what's about to happen in 2023? Well, speaking of the Exodus model, uh, if we recall reading in the Bible, there was a mixed multitude. The fact is that God allowed some of the Egyptians who were really convinced that God was in this and they didn't want to be part of Egypt, which had done bad stuff. They left with the Egypt uh, with Israelites. OK, and God isn't counting anybody out, really, except uh, I think Christians that don't want to pay attention or look closely now may. It, it's typical for people, human nature to say, well, let's wait and see if there's going to be an earthquake next spring. OK, well. If you wait till then, there's too much to get ready about. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. th these topics of unleavened bread, what are they, you know, uh, that, that God wants for me? You know, uh, if uh, wait and see is is requires no faith. Um, and Hebrews 11, 6 says, without faith, it's impossible to please God. So God wanting a faith relationship where we learn to love him, trust him, do what he says without being proven or whipped. Okay. And uh, I think that... Uh, now is a good time as any to start getting interested and in reading and finding out what it's about, because there's, uh, I, I can promise you, um, it's not, uh, the foolish virgins just didn't get there in time, basically, uh, right. for the wedding, and they were shut out. And God isn't wanting to shut anybody out, but they just weren't uh, prepared. 
And uh, I, I think uh, we just uh, see the Egypt model does fit uh, one more way. For example, I was taught a rule of first use uh, when I was mm-hmm. in, in Bible class in high yep. school. Yep. And yep. where a word or phrase is first found, it often has a meaning or context for end time because Christ is first and last, Alpha, Omega. And so you go to where uh, in that wedding parable, remember there was a cry at midnight, the bridegroom comes. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, if you follow this rule of first use, that midnight cry occurred in Egypt. Uh, uh, mm-hmm. When death fell on the Egyptians, a great cry went up at midnight. And my point is that, that that's that's an information for us that it's going to be not just a, a gentle Jesus knocking at our door. It's going to be a life and death issues like in the book of Daniel. Uh, Daniel and his friends faced life or death issues in times of judgment. The word Daniel means God is my judge. God delivered him. The judges in the Bible were deliverers, okay? Like Samson was a deliverer, Gideon was a deliverer, and so on. And God is going to deliver us if we really are tuned in and uh, claiming his promises and doing the best. But if we just wait and see, we're going to have our house broken, I think, et cetera. You know? Yeah, amen. And and with those 10 virgins, the scripture also says they all were asleep. They yes. weren't staying awake at midnight. They, you know, like... It could be tonight. We better stay awake just to make sure. Now, they were all asleep. I once uh, told my uh, uh, dean that I was working under, you know, there are two sides to every coin. And you think of wise and foolish. And he said, no, uh, there are uh, t- to the coin. There are two sides and an edge. Mm-hmm. And uh, I applied that to this wedding parable. I want to be part of the voice that wakes them up. The bridegroom mm-hmm. comes rather than wise or foolish that are asleep. <laughs> amen, amen. Yeah. And so I, have, I think yeah. we can, amen. But I think <laughs> in the first wedding parable, Matthew 22, they send, uh, the, the king's servants send an invitation to invite people. And we can do that. We can all be part of the voice. There's mm-hmm. going to be a wedding. Come to the feast. Study it out. Understand it, et cetera. Amen. I like, I had not seen, see, revelation right there, folks, right there. <laughs> be, be the edge of the coin. <laughs> Amen. I love it. And you notice the edge is very, it's a very narrow path that you got to walk. Amen. And it goes through the slot at the, on That's the edge. Right. You, uh, right. If you don't have the edge, you might not get in. I don't know. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. And, and you know, if we move over to, to Luke chapter 12, that reference, especially in verse 36, Jesus tells to be like wise servants who are waiting for their Lord to return from a wedding, right? Not to go to a wedding, but the Lord to return from a wedding. Explain that for us in light of what we've been discussing. Good question, and I've wrestled with that myself, but I believe in Daniel 7th chapter, the kingdom is given to Christ in heaven, and he, he gets it from the Father. And he, he so then when he, he says, you're in your hands, son, go to it. Uh, then those events will happen. So in that sense, it is, it's, uh, it's authorized by the Father as the wedding. And, uh, but it's our response as to whether we're in it or not, if you follow that understanding. And uh, I, I see that it says that we, when he comes and knocks, we must open immediately. The rule of first use, again, applies to that. Uh, in the King James Bible, I like it. Uh, there's The word immediately is not found in the Old Testament. It's found in Matthew 4, verse 17, I believe, where Christ calls James and John to be his disciples. 
they immediately leave the ship and their father and follow him. Okay. Well, that tells you that um, uh, close family ties that might interfere with your serving God at this point need to be second class in terms of uh, uh, doing uh, fully what Christ wants. There was a point at which uh, uh, Christ left his mother and, and began his ministry, anointed by John the Baptist, etc. You know, and uh, but Christ wasn't callous to his mother. Even on the cross, he said, uh, "John, be, uh, behold your mother." You know, in other words, take care of my mother. It, it was Christ's responsibility to take care of his mother, but he was going to be gone. He said, "Behold your son." Uh, you know, and so he was concerned. But uh, at the same time, we have to put Christ first. And uh, leaving the ship means our livelihood, our jobs, maybe. Uh, we have to be willing to say, you know, uh, nothing is so important as this right now with Christ and, and whatever he wants from me. Yeah, amen, amen. Yeah, I preached on that before. I got a, a, a series on that called uh, The Samika of Jesus, where, you know, and I go through his upbringing, you know, the schooling, you know, how the gold, myrrh, and frankincense, you know, a couple million dollars worth of, I think God was providing for his education, his upbringing, and all that. And, you know, so he was learning how to be a rabbi, because what they call him? Rabbi, you know, and I'm not going to take time here to go through the whole thing. But when the test to get into, like, kindergarten for rabbi school, you know, they had to have memorized the book of Leviticus. and. Uh, <laughs> The I, I couldn't get into kindergarten, okay? <laughs> but, Me neither. <laughs> but, but they that's what the test was. You know, now, they missed a word here or there. That's okay. But, I mean, if they just blew it, okay, well, you're not going to be a – you can't be a rabbi. I mean, that's that was the whole calling. You know, like today, you know, you hear, my son, the doctor, you know, for the Jewish people. So back then it was my son, the rabbi. You know, that was the goal. They wanted him to be a rabbi. And, you know, when they washed out, you know, and the – I go through the teaching and all the different levels of the schooling. Last one is, you know, where they've completed all the school of Talmud and all that. And now the only thing left is to be accepted by a rabbi as a disciple. And they got different callings. Yours is medical field. Mine was management and stuff like that. Well, you got different aspects of being a rabbi as well that they teach, you know, and, you know, so they would kind of flock over to that little area where, you know, they would go in and the rabbi would interview them and all they were waiting, longing to hear was that, come, follow me. And now they're there for the next 18 years and then they can become a rabbi, right? Well, what did Jesus tell all of his disciples? We call, come, follow me. So these guys had washed it out. You know, he might've been brought up, you know, playing in the yard and all that stuff with all these guys. And now here, a rabbi, because he's already been baptized, he's in rabbinical clothes, they're calling him rabbi, right? He goes up, Matthew and all that, come, follow me. That's all they ever wanted to hear their whole life, but couldn't. And now here's his rabbi that says, come, follow me. And uh, when well, I preach on that, I talk about it. And poor John, you know, or Zebedee, he lost his entire crew with no notice, <laughs> you know? <laughs> they're like, see you, Dad! <laughs> you know? <laughs> Yeah, amen, amen. I didn't mean to go off on that tangent there, but when you said that, that just sparked that memory about how I, I did that study on that before. Praise the Lord. But when you also shared before about the letter to the Laodicean church that John was commanded to write in Revelation chapter three, you said this letter is also 
a wedding message, right? Can you explain how this should be interpreted that way? Well, it goes back to the Luke twelfth uh, wedding parable. Actually, there are seven parallels to Luke's message, where both get a knock, both are to open, both get a meal, and in Luke twelve forty four, ruler over all that he has is the same idea as sit with me on my throne in Revelation three twenty one. Um, they uh, both are end time. Uh, the Laodicean is the last church. And uh, Luke 12, 43 says, blessed is that servant whom his Lord finds so doing when he comes. So when he comes, end time, last church. Uh, and, and by the way, I, I find that rich insight uh, into the knock by the fact that anciently, the Laodicean lukewarm church in Asia, in 63 AD, it ended in an earthquake. Oh, Okay, and, and so it it helps explain if the Bible is its own expositor, that uh, that ending for Laodicea shows what I believe uh, our in America Western Christianity is lukewarm with materialism. Well, our preachers are so concerned about money and so on, uh, you know, etc. Uh, we should want and need money for uh, extending the gospel and doing what we need, but beyond uh, that, uh, to have some jet or some uh, you know uh, yeah. what. Christ, Christ walked, except he won the triumphal entry. He rode on a donkey. But uh, where do we get all this need for money, you know, et cetera? Yeah. Yeah. So Amen. anyway, 10,000 square foot mansion, and it's just you and your wife, you know? Yeah. <laughs> this does not make sense. I agree. Amen. Yeah. I did not realize that that church had ended in an earthquake. Wow. Okay. See, folks, that's why we have experts come on here. Dr. Ruling is, is just revelation knowledge praise lord which takes me to my next question but go over with our listeners at the end of the book of revelation chapter 22 verse 17 actually closes the bible discussing a wedding share with us that one more time wrapping up all that we discussed today well good it was my privilege in college to uh, take a course on revelation uh it was an upper division course that usually just theology students got but uh, I recall a discussion one day of the a word in that text, uh, and uh, is a, a Greek word, kai, is spelled a K-A-I. And the, the word uh, is, as a conjunction, means that is to say. So when you read the spirit, that is to say the bride says come, uh, we should understand that the bride uh, uh, is the Holy Spirit that we have appreciated in ministry. And really, it's about, in, in my opinion, not just Christ going to save us with Mary as a co-redemptrix, as the Catholic Church says, so you pray to Mary. Uh, really, it's the Holy Spirit in our heart making groanings in Romans 8, verse 26. Uh, uh, and the point is that we've had this discussion before about her uh, and we see her also at the first of Revelation, in Revelation 1, verse 13, one like the Son of Man, girt about the paps with a golden girdle, okay? Now, the Greek word for paps is mastos, and it means female breasts. So we are made in God's image, male and female, which means they are male and female in heaven, okay? And that Christ had a sister, in Song of Solomon, he said, my sister, my love, my dove, my undefiled. That's Song of Solomon, page chapter five, verse two. 
And uh, she was the spirit that descended on him. She took the form of a spirit, just like he took the form of a man to communicate. So she could be everywhere. And he could, she can be in our hearts, you know, uh, helping us, uh, warning us, uh, striving with us when we might do, want to do the wrong thing. Mm-hmm. If Christ had not yielded to the Holy Spirit in everything, uh, he might have had an affair with uh, Mary Magdalene or something, you know, and he would have died on the cross forever. But uh, the point is, he surrendered uh, to the Holy Spirit, and we must do so too in the end time and live well. And we can attend their wedding, the Spirit and the wedding. It's Christ and his sister loved each other. It says in uh, Proverbs uh, 8, verse 30, uh, they were brought up together. She was brought up with him, daily his delight, rejoicing always before him. Those are words uh, about her. She's personified as wisdom there. In that, yeah. in that chapter. Mm-hmm. But uh, I see uh, uh, she descended as the dove, the Holy Spirit. And uh, by the way, in, in the sacrificial so- services for the, you know, like a lamb represented Christ. Mm-hmm. If you were really poor and you didn't have a lamb, you could bring a pair of turtle doves. And mm-hmm. the, the head was wrung off of one uh, dove and, and uh, the, the blood, the other dove was dipped in the blood and set free. Well, that was like the Holy Spirit. She had blood on her from, how would you feel if the one you love so much um, had to be crucified in front of you and you couldn't stop him? You know what I'm yeah. saying? She had the power to do that, but it was for our our salvation uh, that he needed to die for our sins, basically. Yeah. So uh, the plan of salvation is complex. I've only opened a little bit here, but this is, in my opinion, the greatest story never told. It's yeah. about uh, both of them and worthy of our worship. And ultimately, to, we want to be at the wedding to see it happen. Amen. Amen. And, and we talked about the greatest story never told uh, in a couple interviews back. And uh, folks, this is a great book. You need to go back and listen to those interviews and get this book. And Dr. Ruling, this has been so great. And, and I want to make sure we let everyone know about your book, you know, The Greatest Story Never Told, but also your Megaquake 2023, which is what we focused on today, some of the things taken there. And you're you're preparing to release The Greatest Story Never Told. Uh, how is all that going? Well, actually, The Greatest Story Never Told is this past week uh, uh, been released. And it, believe it or not, in two categories, uh, it, it ranked number two on uh, Kindle. Uh, on a, on, during a promotional. And in other words, Man. if you were to go there today, it wouldn't look number two, but it was yeah. uh, when it was being promoted by people on yeah. Fiverr and so on. Hallelujah. So, Amen. Yeah. Amen. Get the word Amen. out. That's all. Yeah. It's what it's all about. Hallelujah. And more next time. <laughs> <laughs> As always, you've given us a lot to think about and study about. Praise God. If someone wanted to get in touch with you to ask a question, maybe even do an interview such as this. How can they do that? How can someone get in touch with you? Uh, email is easiest. And my name, Ruling, R-U-H-L-I-N-G-7, the number seven, at Juno, J-U-N-O dot com is easiest probably. That's my primary email. And uh, I'm happy to answer questions uh, to the point on uh, if they got the book, maybe they want to discuss or share something or whatever. Uh, they can do that. And if it if it's going to be lengthy, why I'll give them their my phone number. We can talk briefly. Amen. Amen. And I'll put all this information down in the show notes below, as well as links to the books. Praise God. Folks, there is absolutely no doubt that the day and time in which we live 
right now, time's running out. You know, the only question is when. And although we may not be able to give a definitive answer, we definitely know it is close. Amen. And I urge you to get in touch with Dr. Ruley. I mean, he's releasing this great book as well as his previous books on these topics as well. I urge you to get in touch with him right now today. Just drop down on the show notes, click the links right there, order his books. Praise God. I mean, he's just a wealth of information that when you put these pieces together that he does, he lays it out in such a way that you can only have one conclusion. Jesus is coming soon. Praise God. Begin to educate yourself, educate your loved ones about what is going on in the world right now and how it all relates to the Bible and prophetic times. Dr. Ruling, thank you again for taking the time to come on the program today, and I look forward to our next discussion. My privilege and joy, brother. Thank you so much for your ministry, and God bless you. Let's let's pray for Robert. Big Amen. responsibility. Bye-bye. Amen. Let's, let's pray us out right now. Father, in the name of Jesus, we pray that someone somewhere received this message with the intent in which it was delivered today. That if they had any doubts about their salvation, Lord, that they would turn to you right now and just receive you as their Savior. And Father, we thank you that you loved us enough that you gave Jesus for us. Lord, you loved us enough that you died for us, trusting that God the Father would honor your sacrifice in our behalf and raise you back up from the dead. Father, we thank you for the Holy Spirit that gives us wisdom and understanding in all these things. Father, we thank you for all that you do for us in Christ's name. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Folks. That is all the time we got for today. Man, time goes. Doc, I got to get this clock fixed because it says it's running too fast in my opinion. But uh, <laughs> praise the Lord. Folks, that's all the time we have for today. For Dr. Richard Ruley and myself, this pastor by reminding you to be blessed in all that you do. Thank you for listening to today's episode of the Kingdom Crossroads podcast. Please subscribe to our podcast so you can be notified when another episode is published. With over 800 interviews and 1,000 published episodes, Pastor Bob is known as a podcasting expert for helping others to create their own podcast to share their messages with the world. Please visit our website at www.podcastersforchrist.com. That web address again is www.podcastersforchrist.com for more information. Until next time, be blessed in all that you do. Are you a Christian entrepreneur, coach, or author with a message that needs to be heard? Picture this, your voice reaching thousands, your story inspiring hearts, and your business flourishing like never before. Introducing Faithcasters, the ultimate platform that connects faith-driven professionals like you with the power of podcasting. Become a sought-after guest on Faith-Based Podcast. Share your unique insights and connect with like-minded individuals who share your passion for faith and entrepreneurship as well. Imagine your expertise reaching a wider audience, expanding your network, and propelling your business to new heights. Well, it's all within reach 
with Faithcasters. So don't wait. Take the first step today on your journey to greatness by visiting our website at faithcaster.org. That's faithcaster.org. Join the Faithcasters community now and unleash the full potential of your faith-driven enterprise. You do not want to miss this opportunity. Faithcasters, where faith meets podcasting and your dreams become reality. Visit faithcaster.org. Let's soar together. And remember, anyone can be a podcaster, but only a Christian can become a faithcaster. Faithcasters, your voice, your platform, your success.